Hey, welcome back to another Fireside Chats. I am one of your Fireside Chatters, Alex O'Neill, and joining me, as always, my partner in podcast, Mr. Brian Nobshin Jackson. Hello, Nobshin. Um, we're here uh, in a very different time than we were the last time we, we came together to talk about this. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the next generation of consoles once more. Um, kind of air out some feelings, just maybe about like the the direction that the year has shifted, just uh, in general since the last time we talked. Which I guess was that February. I'm trying to think when we did we did the Final Fantasy one at the beginning of the month, uh-huh. um, and then I guess next gen the last next gen conversation we have was February, right? Yeah, around there. Um, so we you know we were making predictions about things that we thought would would be the case with next gen and. And kind of how that would go. Uh, And now it is March 26th. I I feel like the date is important to to things like this because, like, things are kind of constantly... We're we're in a very different state of the world and things are kind of constantly changing. So it's very, very possible that in a couple weeks this will be all outdated and we'll know a lot more information. But, uh, yeah, the global pandemic, coronavirus happened. People are kind of questioning whether or not the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X will even come out this year. Uh, and and we know a lot more about, I would say, the feature set and the things that those consoles plan on providing um, now more than before, certainly. So, Namashin, where do you want to start off, man? Um, so we pretty much got, like, the, uh, the general specs of both the uh, consoles. Yeah. Uh... I just want to know like how your general thoughts about like um like just the um you know just thoughts about the consoles just like this just, just by just the journals just like uh the specs the uh the fact that we're going back to memory cards the fact that uh um SSDs are going to be a thing now mm-hmm. um um loading's kind of be a thing of the past the multiple um the multiple resume for Xbox the no loading on Sony's um. Yeah, just, like, your general thoughts about that. Uh, it's cool. I mean, like, it, it's the thing that really... Because you, you look at the the kind of... There's a great, um, I guess, like... I guess it's a meme <laughs> going around of just, like, the uh, us versus them versus them specs sheet. And it's, like, Xbox Series X, uh, PS5, and then Nintendo Switch. And, the, and where, under where it's Switch, it's just a cover box art of Animal Crossing... <laughs> Um, which is very good. Uh, but yeah, like when you look at that, that sheet that is just like series X versus PS five and it's just the numbers, it is really like, well, I mean, I guess they're, they're different, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like the, the Xbox series X has bigger numbers, I guess. Uh, but it, it is one of those things where hearing people kind of talk about it, it, it really did start to point out some things that I would really appreciate and, and will appreciate, I think in, in practice that are just not really part of the translation of those numbers, um, which is kind of cool, right? It'll, it'll maybe make exclusives kind of stand apart. Obviously loading is a big part of that. And we kind of got this, they put out a video of like what loading on a series X might look like. And alongside they put out a video of what the switching multiple games between. And it was basically just switch between five games in real time. And that was really cool. Uh Uh, and I I think that's really awesome. Kind of like weirdly concerning also because it makes like 
having to change games like this kind of more trivial thing. Like imagine playing two games simultaneously, um, al- right. almost like kids playing two apps on an f- iPhone simultaneously, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it, it, or even like pl- playing a game and watching TV at the same time. That's like what one of my parents used to get mad at me about. It's like turn off the TV. We're gonna play a, like a portable game or whatever, or play your Game Boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I still do that, and it's probably terrible. Yeah, um, but you know, <laughs> it's the life we chose. Um, so yeah, like that kind of stuff is, is cool, but concerning. So the, the big thing is like the SSD on the PlayStation five, which seems to be kind of like its own thing. Right. And the, and the Xbox series X has a similar one, but we saw the load times on that and there's still load times. They're just shorter, you know, and they're better, but like, I don't know. It was, it was, when I saw the load time demo of the series X, it wasn't like, Oh, the future. It was like, okay, shorter. Load. This is a little, <laughs> right. this is like kind of shorter. <laughs> um, and it, yes, it was significantly shorter. They were using like um, State of Decay, I think, as the example, and it was a noticeable difference of like almost a full minute. But it was still like ten seconds of loading. It's like okay, but when they're talking about loading on PS5 and how it is like literally virtually no loading, and how uh, games would have to make those kind of loading corridors to compensate for the fact that it like data is streaming in in real time and it's kind of br- building the next area that you're going through. And that's why Lara Croft's got to fucking hug up against the wall for 45 seconds uh, or Kratos or a, like, like a lot of almost every AAA video game does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's to the point where I hate it, like where I never <laughs> like, I can't not notice it. Like I, I, I am very aware of it happening and it's it, the thing is like because so many games use it as like a trick, you know, it's an intentionally it's a magic trick. Uh, once you know the secret of a magic trick and you see it over and over and over again, it just loses, it diminishes in value. Um, and it's why stuff like Spider Man, like Spider Man, yeah, exactly. Um, like I, I think if you can keep that trick going for the whole game is one thing, but like it, talk about like little minor pet peeves that I have with God of War 2018, right? Like that's one of them for sure. Like I think the, the whole one shot thing was a cool idea, but I was like over it when when I'm like just in another half-assed loading screen, in my opinion. Uh, So like the idea of that compensating for maybe the, the lower power for the PlayStation five specs, but making like, I, I see first-party PlayStation games like not having the having wider level design and more open games to compensate because they have that that ability to uh, that actually like demonstrably changes video games and that's really exciting. It was a very long, yeah, very I, long rant to say that. <laughs> <laughs> like I agree. Like uh, like I have a lot of criticism um, of like how. Um... Uh, how Sony is like uh, doing their PlayStation Five stuff? Yeah, um, you know right, I do right too. So, oh yeah, sure. But like, um, if I were to say like the thing that seems like like a leap, a leap that's not that's not just like you know something that looks slightly more prettier, yeah. but like um, actually like doing something new and something innovative. I think that um, Sony has a leg up with their um, with their SSD as far as like um, how, or at least how Sony like. Um, uh, talked about it um they made it sound so interesting just like um like the possibilities of what you what you can do and like the freedoms you can do um and i just think that's like uh yeah i just just think that's like m- thinking more outside the box about like what video games you do because like um like i i still want to it's funny because like um i know like a lot of people have a lot of criticism for like um a certain speech in general but like 
me personally, I found it very intriguing, very interesting. Um, yes, it was drawn out. Yes, it was um, kind of boring. That's that's because like he has a very slow, um, very not slow, but like a very like mellow sounding voice. So it's like it's very soothing when he talks. Um, so like you're just kind of like, and you're kind of in a trance when Mark certainly talks. Yeah, in a way. Um, it's monotone adjacent, I would say. Yeah, but like um. I kind of want the same thing for Xbox as well to like um to like give me like a general like somewhat like geek talk about like the the capabilities of their system. Um like if anything like um and and it's like I, I mean you know they've been hearing this for like the last week or so but like um Xbox is doing a lot of showing. Like it shows everything in um well Sony's doing a lot of telling and not showing and Xbox is doing the showing and telling mm-hmm. at the same time. Um but I just don't think they're telling enough. They're just telling like they're, they're telling us what we need to know to be excited. And like um, for me personally, um, or at least how I'm feeling right now, um, it feels very much so that like um, Xbox is very much towards the consumer as far as like the way they're like um, showing off their console. And like Sony is seeming seemingly at least right now, at least at least with the GDC talk, I should say. Um, is very much more towards developers as far as like um just like mentioning the possibilities and stuff like that for uh, their console and what they could do yeah but it, it also like the the things and to be fair i can't corroborate this uh but like the things i hear are that like sony is still being kind of equal to how they've been as far as supportive toward like indie developers and and like, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really mean like as far as like that. I, I feel like they're still I know, behind but, as far as that. The, but like, I think it's more of like, um, it's like we have all the we can make. We, it's kind of like dreams. <laughs> like we give, we give you the possibilities of anything you want in this system. But like, it's up to you to figure out. So it's like you're giving me like a very good like um toy box of all the things I could possibly want. But it's, it's but it's like um you know if you don't make it easy or like help me out a little bit then like then what's kind of like the point at the same time yeah i guess like i i mean to point out like the difference between like being very open about talking about stuff to developers and then being very open about actually reaching an arm out and helping developers and and indie developers and and triple a developers and explain it to them directly in private meetings and stuff like that i think they're both probably doing that but it seems like sony still isn't really doing that with indie developers because um, yeah, in a way, like, would would an indie developer really get anything out of something like Sony's SSD? Anyway? I don't know. Um, I mean, certainly a lot of indie games can benefit from shorter load times and things like that. Um, hmm. Bigger level design, right? Bigger levels and things like that. Um, like I think about stuff like uh, like Batman Arkham Knight and how they did the Joker as far as like turning the camera, he's behind you, then he's not behind you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I always thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I still think that's a very cool thing. I, I'm wondering um, if like maybe they can basically take that up a notch now mm-hmm. uh, because they have the the power to do that. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I don't know. I like I <laughs> I have a lot of problems with like how Sony's gone about this whole thing. It just seems so weird, right? I think, like people are maybe jumping to that delay conclusion. Uh. And I like I had said this a few weeks ago on the podcast, right? Like, and I think I just kind of got there faster than other folks. I, I don't think the the coronavirus situation really changes that too much because I, I think they're they're being equally as cagey about it uh, for for no reason. And to be fair, like they're both not saying enough, right? 
Um, but I, at least I, I feel like Microsoft, I, I feel like I could go up to them and ask them a question and get an answer. Sure. Like, there's a difference between a drip feed and then, like, like the fucking desert. Yeah, literally a desert. <laughs> begging for an oasis. Like, please, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, I just don't know what they're game plan is you know like and this whole backwards compatibility thing with the ps5 is just like the exact embodiment of my worst nightmare <laughs> you know it's like it is it's literally what i said right as far as our predictions it's like i was like they're they're not gonna fucking do it it's like it's something i literally like, wanted and like i was with you too of like i don't if they did it i think there would be some kind of anti-consumer edge to it and i think there they kind of is that as well uh-huh. uh where it's like i i guess it judging by the sounds of it it'll function similar to like xbox one 360 backwards compatibility where you have to kind of opt into it um but not everything will will opt in obviously so I, I heard also that that part of it was that a lot of games will have to be updated uh, or patched for PlayStation Five to run on P- PS Five because the hardware would just kind of like fuck up the game. It would just like tear through the game because it's running too fast, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. But like, I don't. Know, I would bet most games will probably be available on on PS Five, but it's definitely like there's a possibility for like ps3 three or ps2 ps1 stuff to come like later with emulation kind of like it happened with the xbox one but again if they're not thinking about that right now it's not going to come in the future and i just don't know if they're thinking about it right now yeah it's probably like something like i like think of like if mag was still a thing um like for some reason it was successful and like um you know just like went to like a playstation 4 or whatever mag like, 2 I, I where imagine, it's like, like two ways to... <laughs> yeah and then like i can imagine like that'd be on ps5 and it's like you know like that game just not functioning like the way it needs to because like it, it seems mag seems like a game that like had to like work around a lot of stuff to even get to where it wanted to be as far as like you know kind of like what we're saying like as far as like um uh doing shortcuts and stuff like that just to like um for loading and stuff like that um just to even have that game like function the way it did for 256 players i think it was so um yeah i could see i could see like where games would like certainly break for like um uh just having like the extra juice extra beef up um to like what they actually want but like it, it they just had it in they really should just been better about it like like even like saying like um like the 100 games that they're supporting like uh the saying like the 100 advanced games or games that we're going to like enhance like Bloodborne or something like that so you could have that for for case um 60 frames or something like that um yeah they they just need to be a little bit more clear of what they were saying just and it's not something I blame out. really but certainly I just blame like I blame Jim Ryan like like <laughs> let's, let's be real like I, I, I keep saying this but I feel like Jim Ryan is just a curse like anytime he's on stage or anytime you see him anytime I'm involved with him like there's something about that guy and like his aura just like this fucks everything up I swear yeah sorry Jim Ryan yeah bad bad mojo <laughs> Jim Ryan just can't bring it um uh, one thing that we haven't talked about that that came from the on the Xbox end of uh I guess announcements was is smart delivery. Uh mm-hmm. which I think we we might have talked about it on the podcast episode. I don't remember. No, I think we skipped it that way. Yeah, yeah, we probably had like a long games chat that week, but uh yeah, smart delivery was was kind of like what I I think was was predicting 
um, as some kind of unification of, of things. And 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 I like it. It is more in in the camp of like where I wanted things to go, and I was like so happy to kind of see it realized so quickly. But the idea, obviously, if you haven't heard, is is if you own, let's say, through a digital storefront, you own Wolfenstein New Order, right? And that becomes compatible on Xbox One, Series X, right? Uh, and uh-huh. and they release a version of it that it, like runs better on Series X. If you access that like digital purchase from a Series X o- Xbox and download it, you will download the Series X version of that. Uh, like essentially the the re-release, the remaster, whatever the port. Uh, if you access it from an Xbox One, you will download the Xbox One version of it. It'll just it'll just figure it out. It just does it. Uh, if so, the example that that kind of went around that day was like Cyberpunk. If you bought, if you buy Cyberpunk digitally on Xbox One, you will own it day one when Series X comes out. You'll own that version of that game, the Series X version of that game, the new in-store box version of that game. Just you will also own that. Uh, which is like a the way I'm thinking about it is not like a unification of versions like cross buy, but a unification of storefronts. Right, like you mm. are accessing the same storefront with the same. Uh, purchases and the same licenses from both consoles, even if like one is like a higher gigabyte file size and a much better looking version one, you own the same license to it. So it, it makes so much sense. It's great. It was it was a great announcement. A lot of people pointed it out and leaned into it too, which is good because uh, I, I think it should be talked about. It's very good. Yeah, like um, <laughs> it's it's funny to say like um. Like I can't imagine Sony not actually doing the same thing, but it's like it's like eh, I can already like, imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's so smart in the like to not actually say cross by and to say a smart delivery because like I, it's something I literally didn't think about till like Jones brought it up on the on the podcast, is saying like, oh, so you mean cross by? Like, oh, oh, right, that is cross by in a way. Yeah. Um, but like you were saying, there's differences, but like um. It's something that I, I I didn't really conceive. Of. I was just thinking about like, oh, that's like that's so forward thinking, so unique for Microsoft. But like, no, it's it's already been somewhat of a thing. But like, if you want to be real about, it, it's like more about like you getting like a beta version rather than just having just a PS4 version type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's on a different level. I think when it, it is both consoles. When when you buy Call of Duty, and maybe you haven't kind of gone over yet, but like maybe in the spring you get the new console, and now you just have a better version of Call of Duty, right? Like. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like this makes sense. This is great, and of course they um, it said in the wording there. It's like this is something that you know the publisher has to kind of opt into. But then Cyberpunk, just like Crossbot, just like Crossbot, <laughs> Cyberpunk gets out there on Twitter and, and is like, we we don't think anyone should have to pay twice for a game. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, you be, let us pay for a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, you let us buy Witcher again <laughs> on Switch. So I mean, I don't know about that, but. That is that is kind of setting a, a precedent, and it, that felt so much like a sh- backdoor shady deal of like Microsoft was like, "Hey, can you guys just tweet about how you're very <laughs> into this program?" Um, and you know, say whatever you want, but just say something nice. Uh, and now it's like that pressure is on everyone else to to kind of live up to that same expectation when one of the biggest games of the year is is going to be doing that. So it's mm-hmm. it's smart. It's just all smart and delivered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, that that like what Xbox is bringing to the table again is like that that kind of ease of service that speaks more to me. I'm curious, like now, let's console check in. Day one, mm-hmm. where are you at, Nobshin? Who are you fall? Who are you siding with in the in the great console wars of 2020? 
<laughs> it's so funny, dude. Like, uh, because like since the last time we recorded, like I didn't have a PC yet, and like um, or last time we talked about such a save, I didn't have a PC yet, and like uh, and like you know the the number one thing I was talking about on the last time we talked about this was like backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility is like the thing that was like would make me instantly buy these things or or whatever. It's like I just want that. That's just like my selling point. Um, this give me my legacy and like um, I, I'll be straight. I'll be good. Um, you know, like it's just I have since now that the PC's been a thing now and like um, uh, I've been playing a whole bunch of old stuff and like um, just trying out different things and like just solving this puzzle of having a PC again in a real way. Like um, I, it makes me think of like what I actually need and what I actually don't need. Um. Like, like it's it, it's kind of weird to be for me having this fucking box in my room. That like, <laughs> do I do I do I really need an Xbox now? Like, it, it's kind of like that question again. Mm. Um, because like my Series X, not my Series X. I'm sorry, my Xbox One X. Um, not confusing at all. Um, nope. <laughs> it does what I want as far as like the PS3 360 generation as far as like playing those games and like enhancing those games and um, getting to where I wanted to be to like me just to really enjoy just having just that console. Now, that being said, I have a, a busted one with my disk drive. So like I, I need anyone. Anyway, that's so right. That's, 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 that's a moot point. about that. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a moot point as far as that. So I, I'll probably have to buy it regardless anyway. But besides that point, like as far as like PlayStation 5, it's weird because like, um, that's 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 like I it's like I I, I it's it's one of those things like I kind of surrender to because it's like I know I'm gonna fucking get you it's like it's just, it's just, it's a matter of like because it, it's it's funny dude because like it's like what like what 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 am I looking for what am I what am I what am I anticipating for what speaks to me what what stuff comes out on the stuff that um on the on the system that I want and honestly it is it is PlayStation in a in a weird way as far as like the support and like um whether they <laughs> whether Sony supports them or not but like the support of like just different uh of the of the genres that I'm into are mostly on that system. And like, if I could think of stuff like that's next gen that I could, I, I'll really want to play. Weirdly enough, there's nothing that like um that's been announced yet. It's, it's more of just like thinking about the future and stuff that I actually would like to play. There's like no like, next gen games announced. To be fair, it's like three. Yeah, yeah, but like, like sure, I, I rag on Spider Man, but like. It's, it's, are you crazy? Of course, I'm gonna play Spider-Man too. Um, <laughs> will you? Like, will, are you, will you? Will you like that game? That's my, I guess, bigger question. Yeah, of course I will. Okay. Like, like Spider-Man was just a, just a, a weird, unique experience, and like I will always give. I will always say this. I will always say that game is just a weird, unique experience that only I had, and um, I do give that game a lot of benefit of the doubt. Um. Like I said, I'm I'm just broken. That game broke me, and I I can't play that game without like getting somewhat enraged and like I'm just thinking about this different moments of what I went through. Um, it's like why didn't you like have more stealth session with Mary Jane and Spider Man together? Like that's that's the best part of the game. You did it once. Like why would you do that? Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. But like, um, do you need a? You know, like, do you, you know you need a PlayStation Five? Do you need an Xbox still? 
Yeah, that's that's I I don't know. I really don't know. Like it's not it's not really even the the PC thing at this point now. Like it's more of like what do I really play on that system? And it's like like what what's the next like when 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 they do their digital event for E3, when Xbox does when they do that, like what's what's the thing that's going to be exclusively on their system that's going to like make me flip the fuck out? Like other than like maybe Cuphead two, but like they're about to do DLC for that, so that's not really anything. Or he just came out, which I still need to get to. I haven't even gotten around to mm-hmm. Gears of War. It's not going to do that for me. Yeah. Um, and it's just got to be something new. It's got to be something, something new. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it, yeah, it's just got to be something. Would Hel- I feel would Hellblade two get you there or no? Yes, but it would have to be impressive. I, I like I see what you're saying. I'm I, I yeah. get it. That's like yeah, you, yeah. You, it would take a lot for Hellblade two to get me like excited. That's one of those things where like when I play it, I know I'll be like super into it and I'll love it. But like I don't. There's not a lot you're gonna show me of Hellblade two that's gonna be like oh fuck I gotta be excited about this mm-hmm. it's one of those kind of it's mm-hmm. it's really intimate you know because it's not going to be something about like it's not going to be the combat it's like no it's going to be like be... the experience you know yeah exactly 100 uh the characters or, or like a moment that cinema has of growth or something yeah yeah and then, and then at that point it's like do i need to like upgrade my system for that yeah do, or, or just play it on xbox one x one x like i have a i have an x which is your lockhart so like um yeah. Yeah, like it'll, it'll still be 4K and it'll still be HDR, so it'll look good. Um, maybe be 30 frames instead of 60 frames, but like, um, I'm not that broken yet as a man <laughs> to like only have 60 frames in my games or whatever. It, but like, um, it's funny too because I, like, I guess I'm in a similar situation um, where the thing is like I'm sold on Series X. Like I, I want to be there day one. I want to get that day one edition controller. That yeah, like as far as like a concept and what they're doing, like that. Like as far as like as a consumer, them trying to sell me on it, you you sold me on it. It's a matter of just like, do I actually want to like put the money down on it? Yeah, I like I think I do because like there there's so many things like I obviously it's where I play most of my games, not all of my games, and it's funny too because like I do get the PS5 for those handful of games, and I like trophies more. So why don't I just play things on that? Am I just being stubborn? But like I I like the UI of the Xbox one. I'm like one of the three people that does, but like I have the like beta of the, of the next UI update or whatever, I guess that I think, right. I think looks better and, and, and kind of makes more sense. It's like all vertical, which is nice. Yeah. I see it. it I got it too. It's, it looks real good. Um, and it, I think it's snappier, you know, I love game pass is the thing. Like I, I've tried so many games because of game pass that I would have n- probably never tried before. Like I, I played, like six hours of Indivisible, which I want to go back to, right? I checked out uh-huh. Battle Chasers, which was a really interesting kind of like Chrono Trigger style RPG. Uh, I, I tried a bunch of different things that, that I, I might not have done before uh, or I, at the very least downloaded things. So like I think, again, that, that ecosystem and obviously like the the library, the buying games digitally, knowing that I will just have them for all Xboxes forever. Uh, mm-hmm. knowing that when I buy a Series X day one, I'll have over a hundred of my own games that I can download, let alone the 200 plus on Game Pass right now. Uh, so, I, like, I, I part of me is is that. Like, I've invested in this ecosystem and I love it. And I, I 
am compatible with it and it satisfies what I like to do with video games. But I do like, you know, Persona 6 isn't going to come out on fucking Xbox Day 1, dude. Like uh-huh. <laughs> um and it, it Persona 5 let alone may never come out on Switch, you know, at this rate. So uh you know, the, it's stuff like that. It, it's obviously you know, Bloodborne 2, which I'm sure will happen probably on PlayStation 5 at this rate. Uh, uh, to circle back to the Switch, don't you think the Switch is, like, um your happy medium for that, then? Yeah, but, like, I, the performance stuff on Switch really bothers me. True. Yeah, that's, that's 100% of the thing. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, your, your fucking 4K TV bullshit ruined me. Like, it, like <laughs> I, I love Nintendo games on Switch, and I think they, they hold up the best like breath of wild i still think looks great animal crossing looks great mm-hmm. but you know like when you play those third-party games and they they look junky on on that screen you know and I'm, i play most of my stuff on my tv um it's it does not look as good so uh i like but you know there are things that i i think work for that system like blasphemous for example like a 2d pixel art game that runs just as well on switch as it does anywhere else or in the blind forest is great on switch stuff like that that uh-huh. i will probably get on switch going forward um but you know it's it's a spirit fair for example it's a great one that's coming to xbox one and ps4 day one as well but i'd probably play that on switch that'd probably be the coziest spot for that um, but that's on Game Pass, you know, like lots of different things. To the, all, all these different ecosystems are warring for my time. So yeah, I, like my feeling right now is I want to be there for Xbox Day One. But if if Sony comes out and is like Bloodborne Two, fucking Day One over here, or Elden Ring is going to be a year exclusive or something like bullshit like that, I doubt that wouldn't happen. But as an example, no. um, but like you know something that's like, hey, you got to be here Day One for this thing. It's like, well, fuck. I guess I'll be there day one for that thing, and I will wait yeah. to get an Xbox, just like I did. Because um, that, you know, that's what I did with the Xbox One and the PS4. Like, PS4 has Killzone, Shadowfall, and Resogun, and like these things that at least interested me. Versus fucking Rise, Son of Rome, which I didn't give a shit about. But Titanfall, <laughs> I did care about, and then came out in March of the following year, and I got an Xbox mm-hmm. when that came out. So. I don't know, man. It's uh, I, so I guess I'm I'm in the same exact boat. Like uh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I guess they need a Titanfall. Then they need something like really that. Enough. But like, yeah. I I really think that they can pull something like that off. It's it's it's. I don't doubt that they have the talent and the the studio power to do that. They just have. Neither of them have shown us any of the games that they want to put out for these things. We don't even know what they're right. they're really going to look like. Like Hellblade Two, whatever. Say what you will about it, but it's like you know that that doesn't give me any context for what it's going to feel like to play this on my TV. You know, right? Uh, and PlayStation even less so. Like fucking, you really going to get go buy a PlayStation Five over Godfall, y'all? Like the <laughs> <laughs> system seller, which you know that game looks cool and it looks gorgeous, but uh, and I'll probably buy it and play it. Uh, because like, I like late games. It, it makes me wonder, like, um, how many people will like come back for Halo, like the Halo diehards that we that we've seen in like the 360 era, with like when Halo Three and Halo Reach came out, those, those people who fucking came out for that game, and then like kind of like slowly disappeared, um, year after year after like four and five, like will Infinite like really bring back those people or? Um, I mean, like, you know, like the people who like <laughs> who like went to the PlayStation and like um 
you know, this like wanted to go back to Xbox. But it's, it's like you said with the with the ecosystem thing too, because it's like as far as like the the general mass of people, um, it's just like PlayStation has like is like pretty much everywhere now. Like that's why that's why kind of like that that um that GDC thing was like kind of disappointing because like um you know you had to see this stuff like uh, all your backwards compatibility stuff will come over because like that's that's a selling point for people for at least the first year because that's that's the only time backwards compatibility fucking matters for the masses I yeah for us um, not so much but for the masses yeah yeah like um because like that's what people want they want they want to be able to play something old and like um trade in their old system so they can have um the new hotness but still have their old stuff at the same time they unify like, it's, it's, it's their the, library you know yeah they want a blu-ray player that'll play dvds as well yes uh and i and i get it <laughs> like you know like i want a 4k blu-ray player that will play 4k blu-rays and blu-rays and dvds you know like it that's that's the xbox one for me it's like this will play my two original xbox games my xbox 360 games my uh xbox one games and now my series x games it's like okay this is something really cool the, the, this i see as something special right even nintendo with their lineage of bullshit, have not figured out a way to do that. Uh, And I think it sets Microsoft up for 10 years from now being the platform. But my feeling, and maybe it's me just being cynical, but maybe you get the feeling too, Nabashen, is like, I feel like right now it's like already over. You know, I feel like these people, if they own a PS4, they're just going to buy a PS5 because they own a ps4 right like and am i crazy in thinking that because obviously it wasn't the case coming from 360 ps3 to ps4 xbox one i don't know why so many people jump ship when they had like gamer tags and digital purchases and stuff but like i feel like that's even more so the case now Mm -hmm. and it's like well i just i own the playstation thing i'm just gonna buy the next playstation thing like it's it's funny that you say that too because like um because you know like everyone knows well, see, that's why I'm already wrong. I was going to say, like, because everybody knows Game Pass is a thing. And, like, people know about it, but they don't really know about it type of thing. It's yeah. like, um, like, uh, my best friend Katie's boyfriend, like, um, he bought Outer Wilds. And, and it was like, you know, he bought the physical disc of that for his, um, because uh, he only plays it on Xbox One. And, it, and I was like, why wouldn't you just get it on Game Pass and just get it for free? And he's like, no, I just, I just wanted it physical so like he, he got it that way and it's like they know of game pass but like they're not they're not even trying it because they, they feel like it's just another subscription service type of thing sure. when they already pay for xbox live and hulu and disney plus and all that stuff so like they don't want to subscribe to something else even if it is a dollar type of thing so um and that's like that's like the masses thing like that's this was always like i've always think about as like the masses because like when we're talking about worldwide, you know, you know, PlayStation and Nintendo's pretty much got that, so it doesn't really matter as far as that, as far as Microsoft, unfortunately. But like, um, as far as the U.S., um, I, I just, I'm just curious if like, if they could crack that pie again, just like, um, because like, like, was it like, a, like, what's the, what's the 360 kind of just an anomaly, just because it came out a year early and like they just did all the right things first, and like the PlayStation just fucked up so hard, yeah, that like. Like, was it really an anomaly, or can it really come back to be number one again, or is this, like, something that's, like, as long as PlayStation is just, quote-unquote, good enough, like, it'll just succeed? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Um, it's hard to, like, looking back, I, 2005 was was a long time before 
I was looking closely at this stuff. So it's hard to know if there were specific things that really worked with for the 360. Um, but you know, like I, looking back at that launch lineup, <laughs> I feel like it certainly wasn't that, but you know, that, that was like a, a runaway success and it had like the biggest fuck up of <laughs> any console ever with their red ring stuff. And somehow it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it still survived. It. Yeah. It still managed to, to come out at least close to the top. Um, yeah. and they had connected with gave it a second in the life for a while, and uh, like in and like I said, in, in like the three through three sixty, which is like the why I'm still like, like I I'm very fond of that system. Like retrospectively, ever since like PCs before, I've been like really really retrospectively totally, like about like the three sixty. Just like as far as like they supported that game that that system so hard, like with all the games. Like that's why I was so happy about like um three sixty and backwards compatibility or Xbox One and backwards compatibility because like pretty much everything that was in that generation was on the three sixty in some way some form. So like the exclusives, but like. Everything was there. Catherine was there, and like, this like this the random games like um, Resident Evil Eight, and like even their own exclusive with like Internal Sonata and like um, Tales of Vesperia. Just like, like they made they made such a big stand with the 360, and like I'm just hoping that that will be the thing. See, that's that's the thing that will give me an Xbox One um, Series X or Xbox Series X at, at the beginning where they, where they take that stand again and like, hey, we're going for the Japanese audience again. We're, we're doing, we're doing the things that make us stand up, stand out more than like us having like three, three big games where the protagonist is a white dude that has a gun type of thing. Yeah. You know? I, like they, they just really got to do that, right? Because like, man, the, they're, the, like if you really think about it, like their Xbox One lineup of first party exclusive is a bummer. <laughs> like it is a capital B bummer, my friend. Like uh-huh. there is just really, in my opinion, no real standout uh, as far as like actual exclusives. It's like some of the biggest standouts are like Cuphead, you know, <laughs> like and uh, uh-huh. and Ori, you know, and and those are are great and stellar, and and I think they're especially Ori and the Will of the Wisps and, and technical issues aside, like how just amazing how much love was poured into that. It's like, okay, if this is what Microsoft Game Studios is going to do, they're going to lean into like the things that their studios are actually really good at and just do it uh, super well, then yes, I'm super excited for what their game studios, first party games are going to look like going forward. But that's one example and we just really have none. And I understand we we're still in that waiting phase, but we got to get that first wave, and, and it's got to be something that is more than Gears of War and Halo. You know, <laughs> like I want it. Yeah. I want it to feel as different. I want every game to feel as different as Ori and the Will of the Wisps does, right? Like where it's like there's just no fucking video games like this. Um, and I think they can do that, but you know, it, I I know I predicted it myself, but it, it makes you worry about like the horizon studio doing a fable game. It's like, if we see a fable game, is it just going to be like, all right, this is a fable. You know, this is one of these. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, mm. and it, it is like just kind of a rote or, or by the numbers behind the back third person action RPG where you're leveling up and making friends cool. But like, if they really blow us away with a new kind of RPG, that could be rad. Um, mm-hmm. but like narrative games, like what, uh, Ninja theory is doing. Sure. Um, but RPGs or tabletop games or puzzle games or adventure games or like 
colorful games or platformers, you know, like there, there's so much stuff that they could be doing that, that could be really pulling people in that they're just not doing. Do a game like Persona, you know, like make a game like Horizon that is only on Microsoft platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what they need. And they, yeah, they were trying to make um, Tomb Raider that in a way. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for It's the wrong way to go about it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, God, I had something that I kind of lost it. Um, yeah, I'll remember later. The, the bummer first party lineup for the Xbox One as a whole console, you know, uh-huh. just like the Forza games, great, Ori, great, the Halo games kind of miss it, you know. Uh, like, is there one Xbox game exclusive for this generation that like was a game of the year contender for like most sites? I don't really think so. Like, like <sighs> maybe Forza Horizon Three, right? But like, you know, for, right. Forza is is kind of a known quantity. Uh, Sunset Overdrive mm. might have gotten that, but like 2014 was a fucking weird year for video games. Um, so it's hard to, you know, th- there wasn't a lot of stiff competition there, right? Uh, but I, I would bet somebody would probably fight for Sunset Overdrive, uh, Titanfall One, maybe. But you know that game's very bare bones. It has a lot of valid problems with it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I was kind of. Um... That's the thing I remember. I was going to say, like, it's weird because, like, I was always thinking, like, um, like when the Xbox and the Xbox One came out, and like, um, their exclusives weren't really popping off at the time. Like, I always, I always thought that like Microsoft would try to do a game to the service types of game, they just make it exclusively for theirs and like knock it out of the park, something like that. Make their own version of Destiny, make their own version of the Division. Um, just like really sit, really get into that multiplayer market where Sony just sticks with the single player market, mm-hmm. and like maybe that would be the the, refer- the, the, the um the, the difference that like um that like kind of like scale the balance a little bit, but like um they never really went that route. Like I think with Sony like knocking it out with um with their with the accolades with um all their um first party um single player games that like they're just trying to like catch that goat now, like um. Like it, like it, they they've weirdly like ever since like, Uncharted Two was really became a thing like um that's when it became like a thing where it's like it feels like Microsoft has been trying to catch something like Uncharted Two mm-hmm. but like they never really actually gotten there they came close with Tomb Raider obviously I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is the best of the series um but like I said you know that's not actually an exclusive but like um yeah it's on the line mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm looking through uh. <laughs> the Xbox One exclusives trying to maybe find a standout that would be game of the year. I, I know uh, Gears of War 5. Gears 5. D4. D4. I, I was thinking about D4 as well. God. Isn't it a shame that we'll never know what happened? <laughs> that, like, that preview of, like, the airplane dude. Airplane giant monster looking guy. Like, it's I still think about it, like, monthly. <laughs> um... But uh, Gears 5 definitely won maybe one Game of the Year award. Um, uh, Crackdown 3. Do you remember that game? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Quantum Break might have won something. Uh, I know some people like that. But again, I think that's 2014. That might have been 2015, actually. See, like, that's a good example, like, where they kind of, like, slipped off a little bit. Because, like, Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3 shouldn't have been a... not, Not to that extent of, like... Not that, not to that extent. Of okay, like even Days Gone is like, there's there's substance to it. Like and you have to like really like be into it to actually get into it. But like with Crackdown Three, like almost universally, like it was like nothing really there. And like the multiplayer thing was like a whole separate app 
on your um, Xbox console, and it's like it, it was just trying to like just to do like the uh, the destructibility thing, but when, when it's really just kind of like half assed too. But like it, it's just a shame where it's like that shouldn't have been a thing. That that like like when you when you, when you wave something between like Crackdown three and Scalebound, like which one should have really been canceled type of thing. Like at least Scalebound was weird and different, and like even if that was a failure, like it, it would be different type of thing. Yeah, I just imagine there was no way that that team could make that game. But like yeah, 100%. Uh I mean, Microsoft has put out stuff like Sea of Thieves and they just put out um Bleeding Edge, right? To technically games as a service oh. game. So That is true. Uh, mm-hmm. they're trying, but like I think it speaks to maybe one Microsoft, but two like making games like that where they do that and you know, what's the point, right? When everyone's just playing Call of Duty Warzone or Fortnite on your or Apex Legends, right? They're they're playing the games mm-hmm. as service games that everybody's playing that are also free. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, it's a wonder that you know Destiny uh, and the Division can be successful at all. Um, but yeah, I, like I think Microsoft did did try that, and I, I don't think it worked. Uh, and maybe that's because they just don't have a Microsoft doesn't have like a fiercely shitty community like PlayStation does. And, like I mean that in in the the most positive way I can, you know, like, <laughs> but, but like, I, I feel like everybody kind of knows what I mean. Like PlayStation fans are kind of like assholes. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think they're more in your face about it. And there's more of that brand loyalty. I think Nintendo fans are the same way. Um, I think yeah. Nintendo games are just tend to be less serious. So people just take that less seriously. But like PlayStation fans will be the first person to get in your face and be like, "No, th- they have the best games." Uh, and I, th- it's like Chia fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would say that's probably it's probably Rese fans that are that. But I break the mold. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just to make myself sound better. Uh, but like you know, they have they're brand ambassadors, right? They get out there and they talk shit, but they also like promote the PlayStation brand. Uh, and, and really support it, where I feel like Microsoft just doesn't have the same thing. I mean, maybe some of their games did, but like I feel like the th- the places where that came from was Halo fans and Gears of War fans, and now those fans don't even give a shit about those things. <laughs> so you just uh. you don't have the same fierce community really fighting sometimes in a negative way outward to kind of spread that brand loyalty. Uh, like Gears Five is such a weird thing, dude. Like it's a bummer. Like it's that like, game it's should one be of those, huge, like, right? It's yeah, like it's it's like some it's like a game from like another planet or something like that, where like people are just like there there are certain people who are just saying like how great it is, and like you're just over here just like like not really caring or not not even like not even interested to even like really check it out. Does, it's so does it weird. matter today that Gears Five is great? Right? Is like the thing like yeah. is there Im- impact for that game? And I, I just don't think there is. I think it's just another Gears of War game. It's it's like yeah, like it's a game for that year and that's it. Like it's not a game that'll be memorable or something like that. And that's so weird. It's that shadows is so of, weird of for that Mordor. Game. You know, it's yeah, it's that game. It's crazy, right? Like I don't know, like. But, like, should Gears 5 be hugely important in the Xbox One era when Gears 3 was already hugely important in the 360 era, right? Like, should those things matter as much? I don't know. And it's certainly, if we're looking at that game and and how interesting I felt it was, no. (laughs) You know, like, and I I don't mean that to be shitty, right? Like, I didn't finish Gears 5. I'm sure it's fine. I've heard good things about it. Uh, I like the lore stuff that it does, certainly, but... 
the world has moved on, you know, like I, I feel like I, I just don't care about Gears of War in the same way now. And I don't know what it is that makes, I mean, I know what it, I, I know what I would say it is, but maybe there's something more to it, uh, to why uh-huh. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild can come out in this year and be like memorable and hugely like hugely impactful in new ways in 2017 that just Gears 5 isn't in 2019. Even God of War even doesn't speak to us that way. Like, it's in, it speaks to a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. And I, I think like the things that worked in God of War have already worked for you and I in other video games, right? Like, mm-hmm. We got those things from Uncharted 3 or whatever. You know, like We got those things in other places, especially Uncharted 4. Like, I think a big part of... 100%. God of God of War does a lot of cool stuff of like riding around a boat and hearing people talk. It's like I got all of what I needed of that in a cool way from Uncharted Four, and I liked it more there because I knew those characters for three more games, right? So, mm-hmm. the it, but like people were probably being in you know God of War sold ten million units. Like there was there was certainly the first one of those kinds of games that a lot of people played, and it probably blew them away. And I get it. Um, I I just think those those other things bleed together as people that play a lot of like narrative driven games like that. Um, but you know, like people play persona five and they, the tutorial is 10 hours long. They're like, I, I, I don't understand this. Like, I, I don't know why I'm supposed to be invested in this or, or like I, I, maybe I feel like I'm doing chores or something. And they bounce off of that. So I, I see both sides of it. Um, right. But yeah, I, I just think that th- there, Sony's like first party stuff is just it's out of control. It's buck wild. Let me take a break and say, let's say I love you, man. Because like this is this I is the shit that like I've, I've I've been mean like just to get this shit out of my chest and like oh yeah, I, this is like this is the conversation I've been wanting for like weeks now. Totally, man. I always love this. Uh, and yeah. I was bummed that I missed you on the podcast, but I was like, Novishin's probably avoiding me, so I don't ruin something about Persona Five for him. Passively. <laughs> You're half right. I, mean, I knew I was probably half right. <laughs> but I already talked about it, so I won't be talking about it on this coming week's episode, so you, you have no excuse. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like talking about this stuff because when you think about the future uh, of of games and and like where we're going, like uh, another God of War game with without the kind of single cut single camera loading tricks that it did and more focused on bigger broader areas that that maybe opens up the dialogue and the characters and and they they kind of have more room to breathe and and it, it's a little less claustrophobic between Atreus and Kratos and and a little less confrontational like a game like that actually really appeals to me and that that's something that benefits from the actual technology of PS5 um, and I, I could see myself liking that kind of game more because it could break away from the, the cookie cutterness of, of you know Sony first party games, and I, I would really appreciate that. So, are you feeling Ghost of Tsushima so far? I'm like somewhere in the middle, you know. Like I, I is it does it does it feel like a game that's like oh I'll just I'll get it when it comes out like this like one of those automatic things. It, it feels like that for me and like you know you're talking about a setting that I love and a, and a time period I love, sure. but like it's just like it's, it's something I'm not I'm it's like it's so far in the back of my mind. Like I got Final Fantasy, I got like yeah. Persona on top on the top of my mind. I'm not thinking about Ghost of Tsushima. Final Fantasy VII <laughs> like, is like, I'll get it when it comes out. I might like it. Who knows? It'll, it'll get my sixty dollars regardless type of thing. Yeah, pretty much. And, and like part of that's it's the sucker sucker punch name for sure. Of like I will blind faith support them for that. Sure, like you know, basically Sly Cooper on they got me. 
because I, I just mm. love this game so much. Um, a little bit of that, like, yeah, I feel I see Final Fantasy VII when I close my eyes. Like that's how in front of me it is. Like that's how I, the anticipation is almost maddening at this point. Um, but for for that, I like I'm excited, but I, I'm frustrated because I still don't really have any point of reference for how that game plays as a video game mm-hmm. and they've showed gameplay but it's been so half-assed right they show give me like one of those red dead redemption 2 narrated by this lovely woman's voice 30 minute <laughs> gameplay demonstration that's just a youtube video uploaded that is 30 continuous minutes of gameplay where a woman is saying like and now we're going to go explore this japanese internment camp and kill all these people that the mongols have have held captive and it's like okay cool lady explain to me how stealth kills work they haven't done that and i so i have no fucking clue how that game plays right like i know you get on a horse it's probably open world there are days and time passes and i imagine events will happen with those time with that time and you fight dudes with swords but i don't even know what that feels like i don't know what stealth feels like i don't know what ninja powers you have what climbing powers you have. Like I have too many questions with ghost of Tsushima for a game that I should know everything about. I like, I should have watched a gameplay trailer for that game and been like, okay, like I, I kind of have a gist of this, but I've watched two of them and I have like, I have no fucking clue what I'm going to be doing in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, it's so weird, uh, to like in a post secular world, like, like, is this going to be like a very sluggish version of Probably. that or something like that? Cause it's like <laughs> Sekiro is so goddamn fast. Yeah. Um, and I like I know there's a ninety percent chance that I will just prefer Sekiro. What what? However, this game plays, <laughs> like I prefer Sekiro to how most video games play, just in general. Period. Uh, there's maybe like uh-huh. three games that I like how they play more than that, um, and one of them Spelunky. So like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, what what the fuck do I know? Uh, but yeah, so like I, the questions, I I will say like I like that it's like. Uh, I don't know what the voice cast looks like, but I appreciate that it's like genuinely about Asian characters, right? Like this is an Asian uh-huh. story told in video games, which genuinely doesn't happen a lot, uh, and that's cool. Uh, so, so part of me is 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 very much in for that. I, I'm in for the sucker punch vibes. I imagine it'll it'll be similar to Infamous of like probably clearing zones and retaking the island back from the Mongols, um, probably. Taking a bunch of sections. Will there be moral choices? Yeah, will there be moral choices? I I hope not. Um, <laughs> Please God. <laughs> but it, it definitely it feels like they're they're just trying to tell tell a story. But maybe Sucker mm-hmm. Punch will flex here and and they'll do more subtle moral choices that lead to like five different endings or something that that, that is maybe more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just like I'm not excited about it. That's the thing. Like I, I'm anticipating it. I will play it, and I hope I will love it. And I, I think there's a chance that I will because I like Sucker Punch games, but I'm not like really stoked about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not anticipating the the moment where I first pick up the controller or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer because I am anticipating Final Fantasy VII, like some shit, dude. Holy shit, man! I c- cannot wait. <laughs> like I, I weirdly feel like that game in particular <laughs> is like. That's the reason that P- PS5 is going to succeed <laughs> for some reason. It's I you gotta honestly, keep that same, baby. It's gotta it's gotta be a contributing factor, right? Like mm. there will be people that are like, well, because if this one is one year exclusive, 
then the next one I assume will be. I mean, I know that's not a safe assumption, but it probably will be. Um, and then, you know, that'll be a PS5 exclusive for a year, and that's all you fucking need is Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. That's the only game that you ever need to have to be exclusive, and then you will create a gap that will never be closed. <laughs> uh, here's a thought that I had sure. um, about these next-generation consoles. Like, I, I really think, in a way, that, like, even comparing the two, like, none of this is going to really matter until, like, two years after they come out. Because, like, that's when, like, uh, Series X will finally have just exclusive games for the Series X. Yeah. So, like, um, as far as, like, as far as, like, the stuff that's going to come out for that, um, for that system, like, it's, it's all going to go back to um, being able to be played on the original Xbox One. So, like, like, is it just, like, because, like, I, I think about, like, stuff like, um, like Sony with their uh with their SSD and like with their exclusive that's only going to be on PS5 for like the first like year or they'll probably be two years for an actual real game that really uses it comes out um you know like I think that's that'll be like they're innovative it's like oh we're actually doing something like the change games blah 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 and then like because uh Microsoft has to like cater back to like the old console like I think it'll be a while before until they get their actual exclusive that like you know the third parties won't have but like um their their actual Xbox Studios exclusive that that'll come out and like um be able just to you know just take the the, the raw power of um the Xbox Series X and like um hopefully like get it up to like pretty much where uh where the PlayStation Five exclusives would be at that time I would assume. Mm-hmm. Or am I, am, I, or am I a little bit off base with that? I think we could... My hope is that we're going to see some... At least one other thing at launch. And, and I kind of already theorized that like, I think that's going to be a fable. Uh, and then like if they can ride that out, like maybe games as a service it up or have some DLC or, or something or, or fill the gaps with indie games, like then holiday 2021, we could see another from one of those bigger studios, maybe like an Obsidian game or something like that. Or that's when Hellblade uh-huh. 2 comes out. Because uh, I, I don't think that's launch. Um, and then, like, th- by the time that we get to that third year, that second e- second holiday, or, th- or third holiday, second year, or we're through the second year, then we'll see, like, three of those games come out. And it'll be like, okay, we, we, we've been biding our time a little bit here and there, but now is when we get hit with the big heavy hitters. Maybe that's when the, the Coalition, whatever that's the... Uh, is that what it's called? The Coalition? No, that's the uh, Gears of War studio. No, just Gears of War. Um, uh, the initiative. The initiative. Yes, uh, that's when their game will come out, maybe. Uh, and I think that'll be huge, huge. Um, and maybe that could be five years out, not three. But uh, I feel like it's been like two years, I guess, since they announced that studio. Right? It was twenty seventeen. Three years. Then? Alex O'Neill, what is what's the next game? Next gen game to you? What What is that game? What 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 even is that game other than a prettier game? I don't know, man. That's like that's the thing. Like if you showed me a God of War with legitimately no loading, like I think that is a next gen game. But that's hard to tell somebody. You ha- you really have to show me that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. show me uh something like on the scale of Breath of the Wild, but like that you can see everything in incredible 4K detail 
even like up close because it can just stream in the world in real time, right? Like show me something like a massive world that is like a level of fidelity that like <laughs> show me the anthem demo but have it be real. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> not fake. Uh something like that cuz like that's what PlayStation's talking about like no loading and stuff, right? So mm. uh show me like some really crazy uh what's the 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 cool lighting effects oh ray tracing yeah show me some cool ray tracing and tell me it's ray tracing so i understand why it's cool <laughs> you think that's gonna be the gimmick for like the first couple of years as far as like what next gen is gonna be first year you're, we're gonna hear ray tracing a lot like they've already mm. in those blog posts we've already seen it like 10 times so you know like once those e3 like directs roll around phil spencer's gonna be like next gen ray tracing and like the tech guy will come up and that's when you'll get your like tech explanation of the series X and he'll be like we have ray tracing at 60 frames per second it's like what does that even mean <laughs> it's all fake anyway what's a yeah. next gen game to you what is a next gen game to me um i think sonic I think the hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a real a real thing about like difficulty in video games that like that's not like like difficulty is like very artificial in video games as far as like um stuff like uh when you go to like a harder mode it's not really that like the the game is harder it's more of like you're softer and they're they're tougher to hit type of thing yeah or that's, maybe that's a what difficulty is more aggressive you know yeah like maybe increasing difficulty will like um make stuff like you know, like, uh, like the, the enemy adapts to what you're doing type of thing. Or like you hear like different stuff, like, um, like they, they notice the pattern that you do every time you play, like you always like t- go into cover or something like that. And then like, eventually you hear somebody like he's undercover, like you, he, or something like that, like some information, some Metal Gear Solid 5 shit type of thing. Whereas like they adapt to the way you're playing. So I guess they already did. So never mind. But like, um, <laughs> but basically that, but like, um, I guess like more like in real time type of thing, just like just knowing. Like I I feel like enemy AI is like um like like as much as I like like the soul scenes and stuff like that, um as much as I like Bloodborne, it's like it's just like memory recognition and just like just remembering the pattern and just like attacking when you need to expose. It's the same for fighting games as well when you go against a computer. Um So it's it's more of like I guess like an enemy like understanding like um their weak point in like trying to like actually like prepare for a type of thing. Yeah, I th- in a, in, in, a, in a real type sense, not like going away for like one battle and coming back for the next battle. Like, ha, I got a shield there now. But more of like, um, you know, like you do it once, um, and it connects. Then you try to do it again. He's like, no, not again, type of thing. Well, I- isn't that Doctor Freeze? See, Mister Freeze. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, man. No, but like, I, I, I like what you're saying. I think you, what you're saying brings up a really valid thing to point out. Like, I, I remember going into PS4 or Xbox One, being like, "Man, like AI is gonna get so much better," and like, it didn't change at all. Like, I, I think that's no. the biggest thing of like last gen to this gen. Like, AI is like very much rigidly the same because we look at stuff like. Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, and I, I love how the world will react to you. Obviously, um, the you know the nemesis system also, but like 
those things while they're still cool and interesting and they're a fun way to change things like for example the, the Metal Gear Solid 5 example of like if you headshot a lot of dudes then they'll start wearing helmets if you go uh-huh. out in night for a lot of your operations then they'll start wearing night, night vision goggles or carrying flashlights and stuff like that um that stuff is cool but it still fits into the framework of like sliders right that we're so used to right um some difficulty slider or just like you do this then it responds like very binary kind of things so yeah i I think breaking away from that finally like really doing something where like you're fighting uh an enemy and they will like it, it, they'll get desperate, you know. <laughs> like they'll they'll do things that are like out of character or or put themselves at risk that mm-hmm. they wouldn't normally. And even that is like can fall within difficulty sliders. But I think it's just like making that surprising again, um, and and yeah. making moments like that stand out again. Like one hope I had I have for like um, next gen is like um, for 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 accessibility purposes like um having like multiple like difficulties like i, I just saw like um uh easy guys play like um silent hill 2 like a ps2 fucking game and like the difficulty was for like normal easy hard but like it also has like a a, a section for like puzzles being normal easy and hard so you can have harder puzzles and so i was like oh that's that's really interesting like why don't more games do stuff like that or like metal gear solid 3 where it's like um when you when you um pick the difficulty at first, like did you play Metal Gear Solid One, Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three? So like they know what to like introduce to you and what not to introduce to you as far as like gameplay stuff like that. Like oh you already played Metal Gear Solid Three, so you know how to do most of this stuff. So we can skip this whole tutorial type of thing. Um, just like just smarter integrations with uh, video games. Like I just I think that's like something that we need a little bit more of instead of, like the same hodgepodge of like um difficulty. Yeah, and I think AI is a big part of that, and I think accessibility is a big part of that, and it's, like, somewhere in the middle where you could have really good, challenging AI, but really open accessibility settings, and you could create a good rhythm for someone that, that whose needs that that meets. But I, people just mm-hmm. aren't paying that much attention to it right now, and I, I think maybe they, they'll pay more attention to it as time goes on. It gets more and more important, you know? Mm-hmm. People are already, like, trying to make those things that make your playthrough unique. And I think difficulty AI and just AI in general is is a big part of that. So uh, it is something that people will be paying attention to. Do you think Star Wars did that? I didn't really play too much of that game. To the really Fallen Order? Yes. I, I don't know in what way that that game would have done that. It, I, I don't know. I was just I yeah. Was I, like, to... I'm, but like thinking about it, if it did anything special, I, I certainly didn't notice. I, I, it felt like you know similar to similar to Soulsian, but and I played that game on hard, um, but not that that game had so many other problems that I, it would be hard for me to notice that. I think I hate it, like oh. every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm way too harsh on it. But I, <laughs> I also feel like no one was harsh enough on that game, so. Mm. Somebody's got to be. Uh, any other final thoughts, final feelings? Um, I guess uh, rebringing up Nintendo again. They just had it direct, so yeah. Like, um, um, how you think the um, our boys lasting as far as the next gen stuff? <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah. Like, I, like, it's real interesting thinking about like uh, where Nintendo's the stance into in this whole thing. Um. Because, like, 
you know, people play Animal Crossing. It's like, that's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need, like, like it, it's a good example like, of saying, like, you know, like, art is enough to be good enough. To, like, that, that, could, that could be better than, like, any, like, 4K HDR uh, 260 frames a second yeah. type of thing. Like, like as long as you have a good financial vision and like a good game and like have it like something that everyone could play, that like it's like why do you need to put like all this power into a video game type of thing? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where playing Animal Crossing two and and feeling it is like man, just like where Nintendo's at in a similar way to. Capcom, I think, like they they just got folks there that know how to make good games, um, and and good game design, right? Like when I think about Gears of War Five, Gears Five, right? It is like derivative of itself and and iterative on Gears Four, and introduces a couple of new things, and beyond that, it's just more Gears. Where Animal Crossing is those things to Animal Crossing, but like there's so much subtlety in that and nuance in that, that, that really makes it feel like a fundamentally different thing. Um, and obviously the same for Odyssey and the same for breath of the wild and and the same for Luigi's mansion three, like the things that they're doing with their games, they're really trying to make games that are fun and entertaining and engaging in ways that just their previous, very similar iterations weren't. And they're succeeding, Mm -hmm. right? Like they just got people that know how to make good games. Um and and intuitive games that that are like they're cutting the right amount of fat out of their games too, which is nice. So yeah, I, like totally Animal Crossing. The thing is, like, this is exactly what I thought would happen with Animal Crossing. Of like, the whole internet will stop pandemic or not, like, and play Animal Crossing together as a as a collective. And like, this is what I thought would happen. This is what has been happening over the last week, and I've loved it. Like, it is really just. That is the power of a Nintendo game to do that, uh, mm-hmm. and and it reminds me of when Mario Odyssey came out because like when Breath Breath of the Wild came out, I was like avoiding everything about Breath of the Wild because I just wanted to have that pure experience. Um, right. But then like going back through and seeing everyone sharing their unique journeys, and I went in this direction. It's like oh, I went in this direction. It's like very cool seeing Odyssey and everyone kind of talk about it for weeks and weeks was very cool. But seeing just everyone play Animal Crossing together, especially in in really dark time like this, it's like, man, the foothold that Nintendo has in a similar way to like Sony's diehard fans that yell at everybody about everything, like Nintendo has just this under this fundamental understanding of fun that mm-hmm. that just nobody else has. Microsoft and Sony both don't have. So yeah, they're, they'll be fine for a while. I it really comes down to. Is the the Switch Pro going to be a thing? Would they do a Would they be willing to just do a Switch Two uh, and be like, "This is a, the next console. It's the same fundamental form factor, maybe updated in a few ways, but it's a new console, uh, and it's going to have new games that will only play on it. And you should go get it because if you like the Switch, you'll like this even more. And it'll be backwards compatible, yeah. obviously. So. Um, obviously, I I think so. Like if they <laughs> if they did a switch too, right? If they d- actually did a one to one, um, hmm. uh, kind of like you know Game Boy to Game Boy Advance, right? It's like okay, this plays Game Boy or Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance, and it's like oh, this still plays Game Boy Color games, cool. Um, but it also plays Game Boy Advance games, different form factor, you know. So I would say it'll be fine. It, like the switch will be fine for at least two more years. Um, once we hit the five year mark, once we hit 2022, then maybe, maybe things will change. And I, I think at that point, like 
Breath of the Wild 2, if it comes out probably at this this rate, especially with coronavirus, like definitely not this year, but next year um, or the year after, it's like, okay, this looks fine, but I wish this frame rate was better. And then we'll kind of roll around where it's like, either we're going to have to do a pro or we're going to have to do a, another console. Uh, and we're just, mm. we're just, because Nintendo's going to want to keep pushing and, and they'll update Smash and Animal Crossing as long as they want to, but... That's, again, why I think a Switch 2 would make a lot of sense. You can just carry those games forward, maybe, like, three years after it's done, do a new Fighter's Pass for Smash Ultimate on Switch 2, and it's like, okay, it's the same game, so if you had it before, congrats, but now you'll get more characters for it. That way they don't have to put out another Smash Brothers game. Stuff like that. Okay. I guess one last thing for me, then, are the next-gen consoles going to get delayed? Um, I think it would be responsible if they did it that way. Maybe, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, if they can't, if it, they it, can't it, get the games out, right? Like, if they can't get boxes on shelves, and and if if we're still in a state where like that's not possible at that point, then yeah, they have to. Yeah, like when it gets to the point where launch games gets delayed, then like it's kind of like maybe we should just delay, delay the game or system. Yeah, I mean, then again, like people bought PS4s for like what, like what games? Red Gun, dude. Killzone Shadowfall. <laughs> Battlefield 4 and have it break every time the building oh, falls. God, Battlefield 4 on that game. Ugh, such a mess. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I think for sure if the launch games start getting delayed, yes. Uh, I agree. But if we get... You know, if things get better, uh, we really just don't know right now. Uh, but... I mean, then again, like... Isn't the whole point of, like, these newer systems is, like, you could play... Well... In theory, you could play your old games just like in better light. So like, maybe that's the time. It's like, hey, you just you can just play all your games in this newer version. Yeah, but use your smart delivery, use <laughs> your crossplay. I agree that it, if if those games are going to launch with a zero console launch lineup because the games themselves got delayed, then they're just going to delay the consoles. But talk about like fucking everything up for their fiscal plans. Yeah, man. Because then they would like they'd be like, well, we have to put them out in first quarter of the following year. Because they have to come out in that fiscal year. So then the latest they would come out, I think, is March of next year. And then it's like everything has a Switch launch where it, like everything comes out in March. And then like consoles are launching in the first quarter of the year. So, of course, the first quarter of the year is going to have a ton of games with it. And then it's like, what is what the fuck does January look at like in a year like that? Where it's like, we got to get these this shit out before the new consoles come out. If they're coming out in March. Yeah, that'd be... Uh, Man, it, the thing that the coronavirus has changed everything. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just. Remember when twenty twenty supposed to be like the ga- the year of all years, and that was like, what's twenty one twenty one going to be? Yeah, it's, it's like thank God Final Fantasy and Persona are coming out early on this year because mm. we need them. <laughs> we need nice long RPGs and Lord Almighty, yeah. That is uh, that's video games. Yep. Uh, I think that's a good that's a good updated next gen talk for for how things have changed so severely, um, and and for you know folks know where we're at and and what we're thinking might happen with with how things have changed, but also that you know we're doing fine, we're doing okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I hope everyone out there is 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 doing well. I the the thing I'll say is like is it disappoint? I would genuinely be pretty devastated if if next gen consoles were were pushed back because I'm like I feel like I'm one of few people that are like stoked I'm like really excited for next gen I'm excited for new 
platforms, new hardware, new game launch games. I'm excited for bad launch games, possibly bad launch games, or maybe good ones. Who knows? Um, but if they got pushed because of what's going on, like obviously that is it's more important to deal with what's in front of us as a people than to to fawn over these consoles. We have I'm I have a feeling we'll have plenty of things to play. Um, so worth worth putting everything in perspective again. Nabashin, thanks for hanging out and talking about uh, video games with me. Uh, if people would like to follow you, you're on Twitter at Nabashin186. Uh, you can tweet us, uh, and I'm Alfighter27 on Twitter everywhere. Uh, tweet us your, uh, if you have things you'd like us to talk about. Obviously, we just love chatting with each other, so uh, if you got something that you want us to chat about in particular, let either of us know. Um, a couple of things I just want to shout out because this is probably going to go out pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to have some stuff about Persona 5 Royal on irrationalpatch.com. I'm working on a lot of stuff for it. Probably one of those things is already out. Uh, Raccoon City Radio is coming back with uh, Andrew Taylor and myself on Tuesday. Uh, this The coming Tuesday from when folks hear this, but it's uh, April 1st, I think is. Or that might, is that March 31st, I think is actually Tuesday. Uh, so that's my birthday. So you should definitely go listen to the first episode of that. Oh, Persona. And Persona Five Day. Um, so go buy that when that comes out. Uh, and uh, check out irrationalpatches dot com. Tons of cool stuff up there as per usual. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Nabashin, and, and chatting with me. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a good one. We love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.